You're listening to a Mango Languages podcast. Very good. Now, around the rocks, the rugged rascal ran. Around the rocks, the rugged no, ra- no. rocks, rocks. Around the rocks, the rugged rascal ran. It's no secret that different languages use different speech sounds. Spanish has its iconic r. Zulu's got its and. But what most people don't realize is that behind every one of those individual speech sounds is something bigger, something almost magical. It's a system called phonology, which, get this, is literally an invisible system that your brain uses to filter raw speech sounds into patterns of meaningful language. Buckle up, friends, because in this episode, we're diving into the impressiveness of speech sound systems by covering what phonology is and why it matters. A, A, B, B, C, K, D, D, E, A, F. Welcome back to How Language Works. I'm Emily, your friendly neighborhood linguist. Now, whether or not you know it, you're relying on the rules and principles of English phonology right now to decipher the sounds of my voice into meaningful speech. So what is phonology? On the simplest of terms, phonology is the sound system of a language. When I'm teaching my linguistic students about phonology, their most common question is, how is it different from phonetics? And here's what I tell them. When you study the phonetics of a given language, you're studying the individual speech sounds that make up that language. When you study the phonology of a language, You're studying its overall sound system. That means how the sounds relate to and interact with one another. In this way, linguists like to say that phonetics and phonology are like two sides of the same coin. They both deal with speech sounds, but they come at it from different sides. And lucky for you, we recently released an episode on phonetics. So if you haven't listened to that, I invite you to go check it out. And I got you. We've linked it for you in the description. And it's worth mentioning here that there are two ways the word phonology can be used. It can be used to refer to the field of academic study, as in phonology is a subfield of linguistics. It can also be used to refer to the sound systems of specific languages, like every language has its own phonology. And throughout this episode, you'll hear me use phonology in both ways. When it comes to phonology, there's a lot to learn, but to understand the basics, there are really just two main things you need to know about, phonemes and phonological rules. And these concepts can be a little bit abstract. So the best way I've found to describe them is like this. Phonemes are like your brain's version of organizational bins for the various sound categories in your language. And phonological rules are like the instructions that help you decide for any given utterance which sound to pull from which specific bin. Okay, now that we've got the general bin metaphor down, let's talk about how these phoneme bins and phonological rules actually work. Let's start with phonemes. What are they? Simply put, phonemes are units of sound that are meaningfully contrastive in a language. Here's an example. As an English speaker, you use and hear the T sound many times a day. The tiny turtles told the tiger to turn his dream into reality. But have you ever noticed that not every T you hear or use sounds exactly the same? That's because the way we pronounce our individual speech sounds 
changes based on things like context and environment. Sometimes those changes are small, and sometimes they're more noticeable. For instance, the way you pronounce the T sound in the word team likely sounds different from how you pronounce it in the word mountain. But here's the thing. Both of those words use English T's, even though they sound really different. So how does your brain know that both of those sounds are really representing the same underlying T? Well, as your brain learned the English sound system, its phonology, it created mental bins or categories to organize those sounds in a meaningful way. And as you probably have guessed, those mental bins are called phonemes. And like I said earlier, phonemes are units of sound that are meaningfully contrastive in a language. For example, English speakers have one mental bin for the R sound and another one for the L sound. That's because in English, R and L are two separate phonemes. But speakers of languages with different phonologies, like Japanese or Korean, have just one bin that contains both of those sounds. That's because in Japanese and Korean, the R and L sound are part of one shared underlying phoneme category. It's kind of like how the hard T of team and that glottalized uh of mountain sound different, and yet they both belong to one shared phoneme category, the T. So that's why when you hear a Japanese or Korean speaker learning English, they might often use an R sound where an L sound should be, or an L sound where an R sound should be. Because to their ear, those two sounds are just versions of the same phoneme. Now, if you're a native speaker of English, that might sound crazy to you. After all, er and uh sound completely different, right? But the truth is they only sound different to you because English phonology has taught your brain to bin them as separate speech sounds. Because actually, when you break down the er and the l sounds phonetically or acoustically, they're actually quite similar. Mind blown, right? Okay, so now we know what phonemes are, but you might be wondering, why do we need them? Can't we just hear each sound as it is and not worry about putting them into these little mental bins? Well, think of it this way. Humans categorize things all the time because it helps us make sense of the world and navigate it more efficiently. It's kind of like how you organize your home, with the exception of the junk drawer that we all pretend we don't have. We store items that are similar together, like food goes in the fridge, clothes go in the dresser, cleaning products go in the closet. In other words, having categories like phonemes help us quickly and efficiently decide what variations or differences are worth noticing and which aren't. If we didn't use phoneme categories to organize incoming speech sounds, language would be really, really hard for us to process. Now, here is the real question. When you're speaking and you're about to use a word with a T sound, how do you know which of the various possible pronunciations of a T is? The answer is phonological rules. Phonological rules are basically pronunciation rules. Here are a couple of examples. In English, when a T is located at the beginning of a word, as in the word team, you pronounce it like T, really hard. When it comes in the middle of a word and after an N sound, as in the word mountain, we pronounce it like N, which we call a glottalized T. And this isn't just for English, right? Every language has its own phonological rules. For example, in Korean, when you have a P, followed by an N, you usually pronounce the P as an M. 
Long story short, phonological rules explain why we don't always pronounce our speech sounds the same way. And these changes in how we pronounce individual speech sounds usually happen because the sounds interact with other sounds and the words around it. And these rules usually make it easier for us to speak. It makes it easier for our mouths to blend one sound into the next. And if you want to learn more about sound blending, then check out the episode we've linked for you in the description. Okay, so why is all this important? Well, the takeaway is this. Your brain doesn't just hear the raw sound input of individual sounds. It applies a kind of filter based on phoneme categories and phonological rules. Without an understanding of phonology, listening to someone else's speech would just sound like a bunch of acoustic mumbo-jumbo. And now that you understand the basics of phonology, you understand why it's hard to learn the sound system of a new language. Right? Oftentimes we think, oh man, why can't I hear the difference between those two sounds? But it's just because you haven't built your phonological system in that language yet. And you can apply this to your mindset when you're learning a language yourself or in giving some empathy to others who might be in the process of learning your language's sound system. Because now you know they're just in the process of learning the phoneme categories and the phonological rules. Well, there you have it. We covered a lot in today's episode. To recap, here are your four main takeaways. One, phonology is the study of how speech sounds fit together in a language. Two, every language's sound system is organized based on phonemes and phonological rules. Phonemes are the organizational sound bins of your language's sound system, and phonological rules are the instructions for how those sounds fit together. And lastly, without phonemes and phonological rules, our speech would be a lot harder to process. If you're new here and you'd like to make sure you're up to date on all the awesome language content that we have for you, then come join the Mango Fam by subscribing to the podcast. And if you like quizzes, have I got some fun for you because we created a free and fun interactive quiz for you about phonology, which we've linked for you in the description. It's pretty fun. Take it and see how high you score. I believe in you. Don't miss our next episode in this series where we'll be breaking down how sentences work, which means we're talking about syntax. Why do grammar rules exist? How do our sentences get their structure? What happens when we mix up the order of our words when we speak? Answers to all of that and more next time on How Language Works. Bye.